Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast, a show that brings meaning and purpose to the fantasy season. It's our hope to help you win your league, but more importantly, we want to encourage you in your faith. Together, we'll unpack fantasy, faith, and life. Now, from his mic to your ears, here is Bryce Johnson. This is the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm not an expert, more of a fantasy coach here to encourage you and help you win and find meaning and purpose throughout the fantasy season. No, I won't always be right, but I hope I'll be convincing. We've got a fun show in store today as we will dive into the Fantasy Football Fellowship Playbook. This week's topic is about never giving up in fantasy and in life. We've got a lot of players to talk about, some big picture issues to address, but let's begin with what we call uh, accountability. Accountability is important in life. It's also important in fantasy as I confess and acknowledge where I blew it, where I was wrong, and in some of the players that I've whiffed on, either on the show or players that have been on my roster that I made a big mistake in, in signing or putting in the lineup. And so we have to begin with the player that I have been riding the roller coaster all season long. That is Carson Wentz. Seven points this past week, and I started him in two leagues. Now, early in the season, he was uh, struggling. Before the season, I was real high on him. Then he was struggling. Then all of a sudden, he put together some big weeks where he was playing great, throwing the ball all over the field, scoring some fantasy points, and it was, it was nice. And so this week, in both leagues, I have Carson Wentz and Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, yeah. L l let that set in. Both leagues, I started Wentz, who scored seven points. And on the bench... I had Big Ben Roethlisberger with 38 points. In my main league, I lost by 21 points. And all I had to do was start Big Ben. Now, as big of a mistake as that was, my thinking, I still stand by it. Because my thought was, all right, Ben was out all week long. He was on the, the COVID list, not in practice. You know, you just never know. That's always like an iffy, questionable type situation. Carson Wentz was coming off of I. I had hoped that they'd figured out some of their issues. Let's come back strong. But that was not the case. And so very, very disappointing. And so, as you can imagine, Big Ben is going into the lineup this week. And what's encouraging for all of us as fantasy owners, if you happen to have any of the wide receivers on Pittsburgh, you got to be feeling good. Whether it's Juju, whether it's Deontay Johnson, whether it's Claypool, those guys are getting targets, they're getting yards, they're getting touchdowns, and, and th this Pittsburgh offense, especially in the passing attack, has shown throughout nine games, overall, it's very strong. Now, the run game, I think, is lacking. They've got to establish the run a little bit more, and so James Conner hasn't been as great as, as we would have hoped this year you know he's still solid but he hasn't had the big games that that you really need as a fantasy owner so uh, I feel better about Big Ben in the passing game actually uh, as they they continue to play well 
uh, week after week. And, and so that was my big mistake. But, but also, last week I told you, I traded away Ronald Jones. And again, I stand by my thinking, and I also don't buy into Ronald Jones. I don't want him on my team. I don't want to ride his roller coaster throughout the fantasy playoffs. And, and let me mention, too, that I still won my second league, the, the FFF, the Fantasy Football Fellowship League, even though I, I played Carson Wentz. So I still won. So uh, shout out to that team. Uh, sorry, Cord, but uh, I had to knock him off. But anyway, Ronald Jones, I had to get rid of him. I don't want him on my team. Even though he had the big 98-plus yard run against the Panthers, a big day, the Bucks running back situation is a nightmare. I don't want either him or Leonard Fournette. You never know who Bruce Arians is going to play. It'll only create controversy and headaches for your fantasy team. So uh, <laughs> if, you, if you've got Ronald Jones, trade him right now after the big game. I'm telling you, it's not worth it. Don't, do not trade for him. You're going to regret it. I, I, so hold me accountable to that, but... I uh, anyway, I, you can you can criticize me for trading Jones. I guess the week before he went off, uh, I traded him for Hunter Henry. So so that was a big mistake. Uh, the other thing you can hold me accountable to, I, I said that I wasn't buying the Patriots running back situation, and they ended up having a huge game on Sunday night against the Ravens. Damian Harris looked good, as did Rex Burkhead. But again, I, I still don't know if you can trust either one every week. So you can get lucky if you put Burkhead in your lineup and you're desperate. Now, I actually like Damian Harris, and I've said this a few weeks ago. Just the way he runs, I think he's a legit starting running back in the NFL. But the Patriots, what are they doing this year? All of a sudden, they look great on Sunday night? They, they knock off the, the Ravens? I, I just, I, I can't, at this point, I don't know what to believe with New England. And so I am avoiding that running back committee, especially as they add uh, Sony Michelle as well. So who, who's going to be the guy each week? So I stand by that principle, but you can hold me accountable because I did say that last week to avoid them. And then, of course, two of their guys had a big Sunday night performance. That's where I, that's where I whiffed. Uh, also, I'll, I'll mention this because when Nick Chubb went down, I said, all right, I'm convinced Kareem Hunt's going to be, a, I think I said, a top five running back, and he's going to be awesome. But here's the reality. They are better together. They both rushed for over 100 yards this past week. They're both now RB2s moving forward. So you love having either one of them. You get them in your lineups, and it's the rare scenario that there is enough volume, there is enough production in a committee, in a dual, you know, one-two punch type of situation. I think back to the Panthers, Jonathan Stewart, D'Angelo Williams. Uh, we, you know, we see it every once in a while, but this is a, a special one-two two punch in, in Cleveland. So both those guys are great. And, yeah, Kareem's even better with Nick Chubb, it seems. Um, the other uh, fantasy shenanigan from the week for me personally, I always try to give you an update on the Fantasy Football Fellowship 32 League. So hopefully you'll be interested in joining this league next year. 32 NFL teams, and, and so there's an owner for each team. So we have that roster. I have the Chargers roster. Get this. I keep winning. The, the Chargers lose in real life. This week they lost to the Dolphins, and I won in fantasy. Herbert, Henry, uh, Drake. I'm loving life. Keenan Allen. 
it's pretty good. So I'm I'm competing. I don't think I can win that league, but hey, at least I'm I'm in contention and, and winning some games. It's a lot of fun. Let let's get to what I'm convinced this week, and then we'll take a look at some of the waiver wire players to uh, consider, and then also some of the big topics uh, from the week as well. So I'm convinced Michael Pittman will be the stud wide receiver in Indy the rest of the way. So I've talked a lot about Indy because I I bought into them heading into the season. Them in Pittsburgh were my teams in the AFC. And and so the the wide receiver position has been a little questionable this year, partly because of the inconsistency of Phillip Rivers. But I think it's safe to say that T.Y. Hilton just isn't the same wide receiver anymore. He'll be out there and he'll be okay. Like he'll get you eight to maybe twelve points fantasy production. But I like the ceiling. I like the potential with Michael Pittman. It took a while, injuries and and all that, but. The talent is there. He ran in a touchdown. He can catch. He can run after the catch. He's big. I really like Michael Pittman. So if you can pick him up up off of waivers, trade for him, he's a guy that you want in your lineup. And I think we start off with him as a flex player. Um, if you're desperate at wide receiver two, possibly, but, but ease into it. Um, let's see, you know, let's see if he can keep it up going the rest of the way, but I, just from a talent standpoint, an opportunity standpoint, you know, Zach Pascal is okay, but to me, he's just an average athlete. Well, for NFL standards, I'm talking, I'm an average athlete. <laughs> I'm probably below average, but, uh, but, but he's, he's a guy who, uh, he's right there with Hilton, uh, T.Y. Hilton, as far as a nice contributor, but Pittman's who you want. Pittman's who you want. All right, number two, I'm also convinced that Jameis Winston will be very effective for the Saints these next few weeks, and I think he will be big for fantasy owners. He was a fantasy producer in Tampa. Now, the the interceptions were no good in real life, and the pick sixes normally don't count against you in fantasy. So that's kind of why that was the downfall for Jameis Winston. But he can throw the ball. He can put up big yardage. He could score touchdowns, and in the Saints system, I think he'll really thrive. I, I think now that he has this week to prepare, and sure, Taysom Hill, they can utilize him, but if they wanted Taysom Hill to be the quarterback, they wouldn't have brought in Jameis Winston. If they wanted Taysom Hill to be the backup or the, the future franchise quarterback, they, they would have already made that decision, and they would have set him up to be that. He is a gadget player. And he can play tight end, receiver, running back, quarterback, run, you know, whatever. And they can still use Hill in that way. That's fine. And maybe it takes a few plays away from Winston. I personally have Drew Brees, and so now he's on my IR. I actually just traded for him a couple weeks ago, so classic. My, my team in that league is still on the rise. Actually, I'm loaded other than quarterback. But I'm going to go get Winston. I'm going to go try to sign him uh, off waivers because ours go through on Thursday. But, uh, but I, I, yeah, I'm going to buy into Winston. I, I think back to Teddy Bridgewater last year. I think that gives you some confidence and hope as well in, in what Winston can do. He, he wasn't great in relief. Some players are awesome in relief, and then they stink when they're the starters. And then some guys just don't do much in relief, but then they prepare, they come out as starters, and they're much better. So that, that's what I'm leaning toward with Jameis Winston. As far as some waiver wire players to, to, to look at as well this week, I really like Carlos Hyde, and I mentioned it a few weeks ago. He didn't get the opportunity 
because he got injured. And, and so I think Chris Carson is the better running back. But we still don't know if he's going to play. We, we don't know even if he comes back how healthy he'll be down the stretch. If Carlos Hyde can be healthy, I believe he can be effective. And so what I said a couple weeks, I stand by, and I, I've added Carlos Hyde. I want him on my team uh, for, the, for the stretch run as a guy who, in that Seattle offense, should get some more opportunities. They need a more balanced attack in Seattle. They can't put it all on Russell Wilson. And so if Carson isn't out there, then Hyde should be the guy and can potentially produce some nice running back two type of numbers, uh, which would be great. Also, Le'Veon Bell. Many people are writing him off already. I still believe there's a little talent left there. And in Kansas City, there is opportunity to succeed as a running back. And, and so Clyde Edwards-Alaire is still the guy, but he is a rookie. Usually rookie running backs hit a wall. I, I'm stashing Le'Veon Bell on my roster. I ended up spending some money on, on waiver, wires to, waiver wire dollars to get him. It's a little bit of a flyer, but I, I could see them relying on him. And I think back to, uh, who was it? Uh, I can't think of the running back's name. that they Damian Williams or whoever it was a couple years ago that the Chiefs went with, and they went with their backup, and, and he lit it up during the fantasy playoffs and, and in the playoffs. And so I'm, I'm looking to that as well that, it happens. It, it can happen at Kansas City where they, they hand it off to somebody else and, and Bell will be the beneficiary of that. Um, I also, if anybody dropped Zach Ertz in your league, go get him. Uh, I think even though Carson Wentz is kind of a nightmare, if, if Zach Ertz is available, I just picked him up and I, I was thrilled to be able to sign him. Just as a, I don't think you can like, oh man, he's going to be unbelievable but as a waiver wire guy, yeah, absolutely get him. I was shocked to be able to sign him. Um, I also would get Alan Lazard, which I've been talking about him all year. I would get him instead of Marque- Marquez Valdez-Scantling. That's always a fun one to say. Even though MVS had a monster game this past weekend, Devontae Adams might be a little banged up with an ankle. I still like Lazard in the, in the short-term, long-term type of thing, the rest of the way. I just think he's better. I think he's a better player. Uh, MVS has had his opportunities. He hasn't done a lot with them. He had one big game, and then every other game he has a decent game. I'm not buying into that. All right, then when it comes to the Miami Dolphins, Salvin Ahmed, wow, 85 yards and a touchdown? I actually started him this week. He played very well. I like him moving forward, and even though Matt Breida is intriguing to me because I I would like to see Breida healthy and also get enough carries because Miami really hasn't used him all year, and I don't know why that is. And so I do wonder, okay, maybe Brita was only good because he was in San Francisco. And that could very well be the case. But I, I would, at this point, we've already seen Ahmed, he, uh, he, he did well. First game out there really getting the carries and, and 85 and a touchdown, very solid. So if he happens to be available, I, I'm pretty sure most people picked him up last week heading into the weekend knowing that, that he would be the guy and kind of the only guy that the Dolphins had. Uh, but he lived up to the hype, so so that was pretty sweet. Those are some thoughts on on players this week. Uh, in doing some research, I, I did come across this list that I wanted to share with you that that I thought was kind of cool. So ESPN.com lists the most PPR fantasy points through nine team games of any season. All right, here we go. So through nine 
games all time. Here we go. Ladanian Tomlinson, 284 points. Priest Holmes, 282. Christian McCaffrey, 272. Marshall Falk, 268. Eric Dickerson, former Unpacking It guest, 264. Emmett Smith, 264. And here we go. Here's why we bring it up. Kyler Murray, 263. Kyler Murray is lighting it up in fantasy. After that, it's Todd Gurley, Priest Holmes, and Aaron Rodgers back in 2011. So those are some of the, the classic names in fantasy football. I'm not sure how many people were playing when Eric Dickerson or even Emmett Smith, for that matter. But Marshall Falk was huge. Priest Holmes, yeah, I mean, those guys were, uh, were, were awesome. But, uh, but Kyler Murray, being able to run, being able to throw. How many fantasy team uh, matchups, points, swayed one way or the other after that final Hail Mary? You got to love it. I jumped out of my seat. It, 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 it thankfully didn't affect me negatively, and it, it didn't have any impact on me positively either. But, uh, but that was just an awesome Hail Mary catch for DeAndre Hopkins. And so Murray's the real deal. He was the guy that coming into the season in fantasy, it was like, okay, could he be the one to take that next jump? Sure enough, he did. And he's been much more valuable than Lamar Jackson. And for the most part, people drafted Jackson first, second, maybe early third round. Kyler Murray, you probably got eh, fourth, fifth round. Um, and you're loving life because you're in good shape with, with him. So he's what a, what a season he's had. So through nine, through nine games, that's the kind of company that, that he shares. So very, very impressive. All right, a couple of the other uh, fantasy stories and, and things that, that are going on. Of course, it's, it's all about the injuries. And so I always encourage you to, to read about the, the, the most updated information. It's hard to, to talk about on a podcast injury concerns. Um, but, but I will say this. Normally, this time of year, it, it's all about loading up for the playoffs. If your team at this point has seven, eight, nine wins, you're sitting pretty to make the fantasy playoffs. You still want to have depth. This year, more than ever, you want to have depth. And it's easy to, to, to try to do the, the two-for-one where you try to load up and, and get as many good players so that your starting lineup is, is really good. I just think this year it's a little dangerous just because you don't know what's going to happen these next couple of games. With the, with the Rona, there's three weeks left in the regular season, and I know for many leagues you have a trade deadline coming up, and so you're trying to make moves. I just think this year you have to reevaluate, and it's going to be the healthy team. It's going to be the team that you, – you're, this is the truth. You're probably not going to win the fantasy championship with the same lineup for three weeks in a row, 14, 15, 16. And in many years, that's probably the case, too. You know, I mean, you make a couple adjustments, but even some of your studs that you've been counting on, you just might not be able to count on them down the stretch because their quarterback might get injured, an offensive lineman might get injured. I mean, Andrew Whitworth going down with the Rams, I mean, that was already a nightmare with the running back by committee. I've got Daryl Henderson, and it's just... You don't know who to trust in that committee, but now you 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 lose Whitworth, Andrew Whitworth, and that's a big blow. So even with Goff, like now he's not as well protected. So what does that do to the value of Cooper Cup and and Robert Woods? So to me, I, I just would be very cautious with when making those trades. You still want to load up on depth, and you also want to get players that are the most consistent. And and I know that sounds obvious, but it's easy in fantasy football to get mesmerized by 
the big point totals. And you love the, you know, the 30-point guy and, you know, oh, man, he scored 25 points this week. Yeah, but last week he scored eight. And so the boomer bust guys, it's really hard to win a championship with those guys. And, and, and I, I just I prefer to have a guy. And, and honestly, the guy that I love this year, and he is a rookie, so it's hard to, to really trust him through the playoffs, but it's James Robinson. Because week in, week out, he just gives you solid production. Even though the Jags stink, it doesn't matter if they win or lose. It, regardless, James Robinson has been involved and has gotten me double-digit double digit points. Those are the kind of players that keep you in the mix. Now, on the flex spot, yeah, maybe put in a guy that is a boomer bust. And if he, if he booms, maybe you, you, know, you get the win. Um, you you got to have some firepower, no question. You want Travis Kelsey, and you want some of the, the studs uh, across the board, some of the top, you know, Alvin Kamara, and you, you want those guys, no question. But this year, most of the first-rounders haven't done much. Where's Mike Thomas? You know, where's Christian McCaffrey? Where's Saquon Barkley? So it, it's, it's so wide open this year. Anybody can get hot. Don't, you know, I'm about to talk about not giving up. You know, don't don't give up. Even if your team is right around 500, all you have to do is put together that that nice, consistent lineup throughout the playoffs, and you've got a chance. You got a chance. The, the, the idea I've seen this happen in my fantasy league, my, my one that I've been playing for. I think this is year number 18 or 17. This one guy every year he trades for all the big name guys. Like he loads up in his roster heading into the playoffs. All the big name guys. Oh man, he's loaded. He's never won. He's never won. He's been a part of the league for the majority of that time. He probably missed the first couple of years. But it you just you gotta have balance. It's not it, it's not always the the big names. And and then when you have no no bench or what happens with the weather? You, you get the one team. They're on the road. Like Kansas City's on the road in Denver, and it snows. What happens? Does that affect the game or it rains? You know, those are, those are all factors that, that affect the fantasy playoffs. And so my encouragement, which is just my philosophy, take it or leave it. But you want consistent guys and you want depth, especially this year, because you throw in another X factor with the Rona. All right, those are my thoughts this week. But let's jump into the Fantasy Football Fellowship Playbook. If you haven't bought it yet, check out FantasyFootballFellowship.com. We're in week 11. This week's session is titled never giving up and here's what happens in fantasy football every year you get a couple guys maybe you begged them to play they weren't weren't really interested in playing and they stink at fantasy their team is you know they've got two or three wins they've checked out and so what ends up happening they put guys who are on ir in their starting lineup guys that are on a buy in their starting lineup but what happens is that affects the whole league because now matchups are different. And so one team benefits because he's going up against the guy that has players on a buy and IR in the starting lineup. And so even if you know you will not make the playoffs, do what's best for the league. Do what's right in fantasy football and don't give up. Keep playing. Keep trying to win. Keep putting the best lineup possible out there. And even though you may not win all the games, at least you know go down swinging, as they say. Keep, keep fighting, um, even in fantasy football. I just I, I think the best fantasy leagues, they have owners that will be active up until the end. 
Like, go, keep keep going on the waiver wire. Steal some waiver wire players. Be the spoiler. Embrace that role. You get some bragging rights if you if you snag a guy on the the waiver wire from from somebody else that's trying to you know that they're in position to go to the playoffs. So have some fun with it up until the end. Even though you're bummed, you're not going to make the playoffs. And so for us, you know, in in real life, our character is revealed when we face adversity, loss, disappointment, and failed expectations. And it's easy to to give up, throw in the towel, say forget about it, and and just not try anymore, and and lose hope, and be negative, be miserable, and 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 you know fall into the trap of of giving up. And, and so we're all up against it from time to time where, you know, everything goes wrong. We feel like we have no chance. And when unfortunate circumstances tempt us to, to believe that our best option is to give up, we have to fight against that and we have to turn to the Lord for strength to persevere. And so I believe that Jesus gives us strength to, you know, to, to continue to withstand the, the challenges to, to grow, to mature, to learn in the midst of adversity. And, and so we can still have hope. We can still have optimism, even when we're in the middle of a losing season. Our character is revealed. Our character is developed. We're, we're, we, we grow in immaturity in those moments. And just like in fantasy, fantasy owners will remember how you handled a, a losing season. And, you know, it's from a fantasy character perspective. But people watch us and notice us in life when, when adversity strikes and how we, how we respond. A couple encouraging verses for us this week. In Galatians, it says, uh, you know, we got to remember, uh, says, not, not to grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. In Romans 12, 11, it says, and, and 12, Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. And so just like the respected fantasy leagues have owners who put in the effort all the way until the end, we reveal our commitment to Jesus and gain respect when we keep going all the way until the end. We persevere. We don't give up even when life is hard and our circumstances are bleak. 1 Corinthians, it says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. So let's not give up on God or walk away and start doing our own thing. Let's continue to turn to Him. Let's continue to persevere. And, and, and that way we can proudly say, at the end of our life, you know, at the end of the, the, the adversity, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. So let's keep the faith today in fantasy and in life. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast. I'm Bryce Johnson. Love talking fantasy, but i just like to remind you that I'm a sports fan. I'm a fantasy owner who loves Jesus. And I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. I'm Bryce, and I'm here to encourage you and hopefully help you win and find meaning and purpose throughout the fantasy season. We'll talk to you next week. It'll be an early-in-the-week episode before Thanksgiving, and we'll talk uh, Thanksgiving matchups 
and uh, we'll have some fun next week right here on the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast.